Welcome to Geeks and Jacks Podcast. Everybody get up, it's time to get sick now. We got a real sick going down. Welcome to the Corona Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Corona Jam. Alright. So, welcome back to Geeks and Jacks. This is Ryan Sullivan, and this is basically a coronavirus edition episode for this podcast. I do not have it, thank thankfully, but it's unfortunate that it has become such a worldwide pandemic. It has affected a lot of things throughout the entire world, and it's one of those things that you're not sure what's going to happen next. I mean, lots of things are getting affected real badly. You look at things from the business perspective of, you know, you know stock markets and people panicking from all this stuff and how it affects entertainment and just everything in between. And it's unfortunate what is going on, especially in places like Italy, for example, you know, for some for a place like that, it's got quite a bit of deaths, well over a thousand by now, and it's part of the 5,000 plus deaths that have occurred since then, and everyone is just in pure panic mode, trying to buy everything they could, and thinking that this thing is going to last for quite a while, which I think it will, but they think it they're probably not going to be working that long after, you know, after they get closed down and all that, whatever, uh, it really affects you know what people think now. Now, as far as this virus goes, it's it's not the worst thing in the world, but it is something that has some bigger issues compared to the cold and the flu. And the cold and the flu, I mean, the coronavirus shares a lot of similarities. Maybe some stuff that are that's better than the cold and flu and stuff that is worse but one thing it has issues with inside people is breathing issues and people that have health issues you know whether they have like diabetes or respiratory issues or maybe stuff that where they can get hurt easily um, it can hurt them a lot more it's more you see more of the deaths associated with with older folks that aren't the healthiest on the planet they aren't you know they have like breathing issues and stuff like that it's mainly those kind of people but it let's not assume it's all that it could also be people that are you know in their 20s and 30s could be some kids getting it and there might be some damaging effects about the coronavirus if they recover from it who knows but regardless uh It'll affect a lot more, and when it comes to the panic of all this, um, I would say for the most part, it's pure overreaction and people trying to go to the stores and try and buy things, and you know everything gets sold out. It's like you go to say like a Walmart or one of your local stores, you know, for being in, up here in the Northeast, you know, having stuff like a Hannaford and a Price Chopper, it's like 
you may not be able to find some of the stuff quite easily. I was in I was in a price chopper uh, Saturday, and some of the stuff it's like you can't find. And I assume it's a lot worse at a place like Walmart, where it's like people will shop there, and to not be able to find stuff, it, it, it's not just relegated. It's not just relegated to them. You know, it's you just see stuff being sold out, like you know, all the various breads and milks and waters, and you know, all this soap and hand sanitizer. I mean, what is hand sanitizer going to do? It might be nice, but there's it's not an ulterior replacement to soap and water. If you can, I mean, it'll, it it can kill a lot of germs, sure, but you'll want to run your hands through that hot water. Dab a little soap into your palm of your hand. Scrub all together. That's how cleansing it is. That's how it is. And there was a story that happened not too long ago. um, In the past week. Of two brothers in Tennessee. Buying 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. And this is one of the things that makes any major incident look real bad is when people try to price gouge idiots who who think that this is the only chance they'll get to have a specific product or you know like hurricanes where they bump up the price on gas to gouge customers it's like oh I, I, I gotta get this hand sanitizer oh 30 bucks that might be the only chance I got it I'm gonna buy it you know that kind of stuff and um yeah, the Amazon was not buying into it, and they blocked the two brothers from doing it. And this was all in Tennessee, by the way. And I have a friend that lives in Tennessee who, who probably would be laughing at the story. <laughs> and the Attorney General will probably crack down on it a little bit. Maybe there'll be a fine or something from these guys. But I just read that they're actually donating them, so that's... So at least there's some good stuff coming out of it, but it's still real bad because it because it makes them look like complete jackasses about it, you know. Regardless, um, I mean it's just mass panic, and as long as you just wash your hands, don't touch your face or any of that, st- and just be thorough with cleaning and all that, and not make yourself look even more dirty you'll you'll do fine and it's put a big effect on the stock market it's like 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 Dow's lost so much I think it's lost like a third overall going back to the last two three weeks it just keeps coming down and down and lots of other stuff too I wouldn't be surprised if oil goes down to probably like I don't know what it is at now but I, w- I would love to see gas below 250 you know, uh, nothing better than paying two dollars a gallon for gas. The last time I saw something like that was probably back around two thousand three, two thousand four. You know, when one seventy for gas was still pretty good back then. You know, um, I, I it's just lots of businesses are suffering. Uh, you got plenty of you know. The airlines are struggling because they live and die on all these frequent flyer people and people that won't take planes on vacations. Credit card companies are getting affected pretty badly because they're because some of these people are not going to overcharge 
for stuff they may not necessarily need and all that overpriced stuff. And tourist destinations, obviously, they're taking a huge hit. And there's just multiple other things. And just, you know, movie theaters aren't really show, having much show times for their for the films they have in the theaters. Uh, you got people that may not want to eat in restaurants. I mean, some places are starting to institute half capacity or be takeout only. It's just it's just a really bad situation for for food companies as well. I mean, I don't think there's much else really for um, for all that stuff. That I mean, hopefully things recover. If not, I mean, you know, man, the best happened to those people who were affected, and hopefully they find something good in the future. But as far as the main point of what my podcast is, you know, it's always about, you know, the video games, the TV, the film, the sports. Not much I can say really with TV, but sports is definitely one that there's a lot of talk about in regards to the virus. And that's where I'll start the start with the sports. And it really, it really started when the NBA started thinking about uh, not having crowds at their uh, at their basketball games, which I mean, it's it's an idea that could come into play because you know you could have a lot of people spread the coronavirus if you have twenty thousand people in the arena and affect the crowd, the entire crowd, and the NBA players, the staffs of the teams, and security and everything in between, and that could increase by like say four or five times if they spread it to other parts of say let's say an LA Laker game Los Angeles Los Angeles could get affected within probably like 48 72 hours if everyone spread it to each other you know that idea so probably the idea was to play games without crowds makes sense but with what happened in Utah with the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder, the place was quarantined uh, Chesapeake Bay Arena after Rudy Gobert, a member of the Jazz, uh, was tested positive for the coronavirus and they were in quarantine for quite a while uh, last week and it's probably what accelerated the NBA to just suspend the season indefinitely. And Thankfully, all but one did not test positive for the virus. That one that did was the teammate of Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. And it's pretty tough to think about this because now Gobert is apologizing and stuff because he acted like a complete jackass a few days prior to being testing positive for for the virus by touching all the stuff, touching belongings, touching microphones. It's like, because he wasn't, he, he didn't think, he probably didn't think that the virus was that big of a deal. And now that it is a big deal and he got it, it's he's going on basically an apology tour saying he's sorry and all that. That doesn't really matter now because you damaged your reputation as a player and it's, very careless. I mean, it's 
very, very careless. And it tarnishes how he might be looked at by younger players and even veterans. So who knows if this will damage the Jazz at any point. If the season does come back in form or if it gets canceled, would would Gobert even be given a chance of redemption? I mean, maybe he could redeem himself or, you know, the Jazz could just ship him somewhere else if he if he's not in the middle of a contract with uh, the team. And other teams, I mean, they NBA issued out warnings about anyone that played the Jazz over the, the past two weeks prior to the suspension of the season, just to make sure, you know, if you feel like you were, if you have the virus, quarantine yourself for two weeks, avoid anyone at all costs. And I believe the Jazz did not fly on a plane they took a bus, I believe, back to Utah, and you know various practices have been canceled and everything in between. It just—it's now a question on if you know the NBA will get the season back in form or if they'll just can it entirely. I don't think they've ever had a point where um, they they canceled an NBA Finals before. The NHL has canceled stuff before because of World War II, I believe, and of course the lockout in uh, 2004. The NFL and MLB have had times where they've canceled, I think, stuff due to war, especially around World War II. The NBA Finals is one that's still had its finals since its its inception back in 1946. But it could be that first, this could be the first year where it's like, nope. No NBA Finals this year. And it's unfortunate, but, I mean, that's that's the reality we live in right now. Now, as far as following what the NBA has done, the NCAA was in the midst of doing the early stages of their March Madness and having the conference tournaments for each, for all of them, like ACC, SEC, and all that. And a number of teams were playing around the time the NBA decided to to suspend their season. And the the thing is with March Madness, it's it's a huge deal to the NCAA because this is how they dr- get their money by getting people to drive all the way or fly away to these locations and to see you know their favorites go through the tournament or say the underdogs that that could have a chance play in these tournament games. Like one of the big things a couple of years ago was uh, Loyola Chicago. That was like one of the great feel good stories of 2018, watching the team make it all the way to the final four that year. I mean, sure they lost in the final four, but that Cinderella run might be looked at as one of the greatest Cinderella runs in any college basketball tournament ever. Now imagine if that happened today, it it would be real bad. It it would it would be devastating. But it also with the NCAA in terms of like getting people into the stands and you know contracts to do TV stuff with Turner and CBS. It I think what I heard they're going to lose a couple billion on on lost revenue because of not doing the tournament. And yeah, it's. It's unfortunate, but it's like 
these guys are pretty young. It's like you don't want to infect all these young college kids that come all the way to all these arenas throughout the throughout the country and maybe even parts of the world to watch to watch kids play basketball. I mean, you don't want to see kids getting that sick and effectively killing off a specific generation of kids that got infected with it, you know. I don't think the NCAA had any real choice. I think just hearing what happened with the NBA, it made them probably panic and so forth. I mean, who knows what will happen next. I mean, but they'll definitely have to budget what the season's going to look like for next year. You would hope with the virus overall that all this stuff is over in a month or so. You would hope. But the question on how long it'll last, I'm not sure. Could it last until April? Maybe. Could it last until May or June. And that's one of the big things with uh, Major League Baseball right now, which I'll get to in uh, in a little bit. Uh, but the NHL obviously took cues from from both these leagues and suspended their season indefinitely. The NBA, for the most part, is looking at stuff over the next month or so, and they'll reevaluate in the middle of April to see what goes on. I would assume the NHL is doing the same thing. Uh, no practices or anything like that, and just people being sure that they're okay. You know, if if they think they're sick, you know, get tested, get quarantined for for two weeks, you know, avoid human contact for a while. And one thing that that's actually pretty cool with these arenas is that some of the NBA players are actually helping those those workers of the arenas. And one example is Kevin Love donating, I think, like $100,000 to all the employees of the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers to work at this arena, work day in, day out to make sure that it's peak peak clean cleanliness for an NBA game. But that's a veteran. This is one of the feel-good things for, for a veteran. But one of the best things is... Uh, the 19-year-old rookie, Zion Williamson. Tell me this guy's not the greatest rookie ever. I mean, he's not as far as rookie seasons go, but as far as gestures, this is the, I mean, this is a teenager type kid for for goodness sake. And he decided, now I don't know how big of a contract he has with the uh, with the Pelicans, probably probably league minimum or something, I don't know. But he decided to pay all pay for the next month the salaries of the uh, Pelicans arena staff. That is a that is a good gesture. Now I don't think it'll give him the favor needed to win Rookie of the Year, but still, this is this is a gesture from a 19 year old. The the guy, I mean. It's just an unbelievable guy, and you know what? Hopefully, hopefully, continues to do nice things throughout his career. And if he, and if he plays 
plays very well throughout his career. I mean, this is this will be looked at as one of the great Hall of Fame type of guys. Let's uh, and we and I hope to see this kid still continue to do all these cool things and help out people. But yeah, also like NASCAR's postponed um, the next couple races. Who knows if they'll can more as time goes on as this becomes a more serious situation. Uh, Major League Baseball initially. This is happening now. This is recording, by the way, on uh, March 16th, 2020. They have decided to push baseball back to mid-May as the starting date. So this is probably the biggest delay since the 94 strike that continued on into 95. And I don't believe they started playing the 95 season until around mid-May, I think. If not the early part of that month back then. And this has become a, a very dire situation. And the initial thing for baseball was they were looking for alternatives to play f- for the Seattle Mariners as the virus got really bad in Washington State to the point where they have limited capacity or something or they can't allow capacity for any place that houses like a thousand or more. Like So something like Safeco Field or whatever the new name is for the Mariner Stadium, they can't play baseball there. And it's not unprecedented for baseball to play in an empty stadium. That happened five years ago with the Baltimore Orioles amidst all the racial riots and all that. They played a game against the Chicago White Sox in an empty stadium. So it's not new, but it'll feel new to a lot of, to pretty much almost the entire league. I, so that was the initial thing. It's like, where would the Mariners play? But with all the teams not playing, it's that, I mean, that's, that's just peanuts compared to what's going on. And they canned all the rest of spring training. You know, players are able to rest a little more, but what do you do during the midst of all this, well, I mean, you could simulate games, but it, 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 but, but virtual stats don't compare to the real deal. You know, you need real competition and all that. And I just hope, are, will these players be ready in mid-May if the season begins there? And there is no way they're continuing. They're going to do a full 162 game season. There's no way. Because at least with at least with basketball and hockey, you could have some leeway and be in these arenas and be able to play until July or August. Now I'm not sure if the entire NBA and NHL will agree to that, but it could happen. Baseball doesn't have it that way because. They don't have the luxury of having all these stadiums with retractable roofs and all that. Especially in times when it begins to rain real badly or, heck, even maybe some snow. Because snow can't happen in baseball. There have been instances throughout its time as a sport. And it's not easy to... They would have to have, if, if you have the playoffs, neutral areas... 
and that would mean having places like, say, Minute Maid Park or the Sky Dome or any place that has a retractable roof, really. Globe Life Field, which will open up very soon, but I think a lot of their venues have been canned. I think there was like a Chris Stapleton concert that got canceled, and obviously the Texas Rangers are not going to be playing for a while. It would have to be something you know, like the, the stadiums in Texas, uh, Tropicana Field. I'm trying to think of other dome stadiums. I mean, it's kind of difficult to think of some because a lot of them are outdoor stadiums. Arizona. I forgot about how did I forget about Arizona? Man, that, I think that would be the neutral place probably. I mean, it's a nice stadium, really modern. They got a they got a freaking swimming pool in there, for goodness sake. Tell me that's not cool for a team that has seen its share of success on and off in its 20-plus year existence. You know, hopefully they have a good year with some of their guys. Uh, but yeah, baseball doesn't have the luxury compared to the NHL and NBA. My thought is that they'll probably have a shortened schedule. They'll be the first time since 95. I don't think Manfred has any choice. I really don't. I don't know what else really to say on that matter. I mean, sports in terms is... It's going to be tough to not have any sports for a good while. I mean, there are some, but it's I'm not sure if people will buy into it. Like the XFL. I wouldn't be surprised if you know, Vince McMahon, I mean, the WWE guy... I don't think he really gives a care what goes on. He wants to have his product be shown. And if it gets big ratings, then it'll be one of the big examples of, hey, we tried and we succeeded. I believe the UFC is doing the same thing too. They'll allow fights and all that to continue on despite all the virus fears. So this might be your only forms of sports entertainment. So... Moving on, I mean, the movies have definitely been a big hit, unfortunately. They've taken a huge hit from this virus, and reading a headline, it has been the worst weekend for any weekend since 1998. I'll say that again, 1998. And that was a different time where you had movies that didn't have these huge $100 million openings and $80 million openings. You know, you had movies that I would say anything 40 or $50 million was an accomplishment in itself back in 98. And a lot of these movies had strong legs that would cont- continue to push them towards the 150 to $200 million success range and be in the theater for a good three to four months, maybe five months compared to, you know, a movie that might last two months and achieve the same kind of success. So the leading movie of the bunch was the a repeat at number one, and that was uh, the movie Onward, the latest Pixar movie of the bunch. And this will go down as Pixar's lowest grossing movie. And you can't fault them for thinking that the release date in March would work because there have been plenty of movies now these days where uh, 
you would have movies that come out now in the winter and do relatively well. And I feel like that's been the case over the last 10 years or so. There's been stuff that's like, I think one of the surprise ones was the, uh, was that Paul Blart movie that came out in 09? That was like, I think a lot of people were surprised that it did that well in the theater. Made like under, made like over 140 million. And that came out in like, at the, like really within like the first weeks of 2009. And now there's been other examples of movies that have done relatively well during the winter. And in January, when you had uh, this year, I mean, you had Bad Boys for Life doing really well in the theater. This is, this is, this is a movie that, based from a franchise that had their release dates in the summer with this coming out at the start of 2020 it's been a huge hit you know and probably some people think not as big competition compared to the summer but it could draw people into it if you have you know specific movies come out around a specific time rather than coming out anywhere between may and august and november october through december that kind of stuff Anyway, but yeah, it's you can't you can't blame Pixar for thinking this will do well and think that there will be this big pandemic. But it'll be unfortunate because budgets for these Pixar movies usually gravitate towards two hundred million dollars. So this will be a major flop for Disney, even though it probably wasn't going to be one. Very unfortunate. I think really no none of the big movies that have come out in the last few weeks have been relatively huge. I mean, the, the newest re- releases, the biggest one of the bunch was this I Still Believe movie. And by the way, uh, Onward is the only movie that made double-digit millions. I think I Still Believe came pretty close. And then there was a new Vin Diesel movie that came out that did okay. I think that was very close in terms of being near the numbers of I Still Believe. And I believe also The Hunt, which had been pushed back in uh, back last year because of shootings in Ohio and Texas. I think that did okay, I think. It was in the top five, but... Still, it's probably not the numbers people were expecting, but with all this virus stuff going on, it's like it's not going to be a pretty sight for the movie theaters over the next couple of weeks. Because Disney is pushing back some of their movies indefinitely, and maybe to a later date. Their big one being uh, Mulan. Their live-action remake was slated to come out on the 27th, but now that got pushed back. Who knows when it'll come out. The James Bond franchise has a new movie coming out, No Time to Die. It was slated for next month, but now it's pushed back to November amid the fear of of the virus. And who knows what else will happen next. I mean, there really isn't much to go to as far as... I mean, you, you could be seeing this upcoming weekend as an even worse week for movie theaters for the first time in God knows when. You don't know. Not much else really to talk about it because it's like people don't want to go into movie theaters. And there's been places in like New York and Los Angeles that have 
that have canceled you know showings for movies they're closing down a number of the theaters for now you know, when you have them places that have a house like five plus million or more I mean it's you want to take all the precautionary methods in order to make sure that kids don't get infected parents don't get infected old folks don't get infected and another thing involving kids I mean schools closing down for a couple of weeks or a month will there be the same scheduling as in and the schooling year in June or May or will it get pushed back to where people that normally get out in May will have to stay until June and once in June stay until July I mean that it's all what ifs right now what could possibly happen what could happen and will affect businesses who rely on on kids as you know big money makers it could very much and you could see stuff like the baseball camps not doing as well football camps you know and maybe just fear that maybe no one will really participate because of the virus and all that and speaking of participation video game wise there is that fear with that has already been set in place for many things and the big thing is electronic entertainment entertainment expo E3 getting canceled this year usually these events usually that event is until June, isn't until June but you know with many people preferring to watch it online and not as much support in terms of people going to it and companies supporting it as well um, not a huge surprise it got canned they say they are going to come back for 2021 but I'm not sure about that it'd be cool but will people bite at it for next year will they come back to to it will companies come back to it for next year and this event has been going on since 1995 I have no clue on what can happen next for it but one of the big things that has hurt is the gamers development conference I think that's what it's called GDC where you know companies might preview games that they have made and maybe hopes of finding a publisher and all that and showcasing you know what could be a big seller and for some people it's the one thing they hope to strive for is they've worked on a game for quite a bit of time put a lot of money into it could they fold because no one bought bought their IP to publish very devastating for those who who tr- thought maybe they would have a chance and you know unfortunately some developers live and die by it so there really isn't much else regarding the virus I mean I wish I could talk more about it about other stuff I mean there isn't too much else I can say I mean MLB the show comes out tomorrow I mean at the time of this recording uh, Doom Eternal on the 20th Animal Crossing on the 20th it's just unfortunate not much really for TV um, Not I don't really watch much now there really isn't much for me to watch until a little more in a week from now when uh, True TV's Tacoma FD comes back on for a 13 episode run 
uh, on the 26th. The sports stuff, I mean, there's a couple things. And it's, I mean, one is James Dolan. Once again, it's just, this guy, I just, when does the NBA start to get in on this guy? Especially with this latest incident involving Spike Lee. I, what I heard is Spike Lee tries to go into an entrance that he says he's used for a very long time. Security tells him to to not and go go another way. It becomes a big hassle. He talks Lee talks to Dolan at halftime. It just becomes a PR disaster for the Knicks again. And who knows who's telling the truth? I mean, is Spike Lee telling the truth? Maybe, maybe not. You know, Dolan having issues, who knows. And it just becomes another disaster for for Dolan. It just becomes another circus incident in the last five years of having issues with fans. I know celebrities have had issues with, with having seats or having their seats taken away and all that. What... Uh, I mean, it's it's not it's not a big deal now because of the NBA suspending the season, but Adam Silver will have to intervene at some point. I've probably said this before a number of times. He does need to intervene at some point. I mean, sure, what he's doing is not to the level of, say, Donald Sterling, but but Sterling was just pretty much being a big racist. That's all I can say on that. What Dolan doing? What Dolan is doing isn't exactly racist, but it's definitely a big, a big issue when it's like going after fans, attacking them for being alcoholics, or saying what they did was wrong, and when he's not in the in the right and all that. It just what that does does James Dolan have to murder somebody for Silver to intervene? And just. You know, it's just too much thin skin for for this owner of the Knicks. And the big thing that I just saw was the Houston Texans trading away DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona in exchange for David Johnson. And both teams traded away some picks. believe the Texans got a second-round pick for this upcoming year. And the Cardinals got a fourth round pick. It could be reversed on the on the draft picks, but I believe Arizona gets at least that that one pick, and I believe Texans got a a pick for twenty twenty one. At least that sport's not affected by the virus yet. So. I mean that's that's big news because it's like Hopkins has been the big name receiver for uh, Houston for the last seven years, and it definitely boosts the Cardinals a little bit offensively. It's just a matter of can the defense do well, can the run game do well. It'll complement Kyler Murray, who will definitely have a big guy for years to come, especially when Larry Fitzgerald will retire one day. Give that guy credit for being one of the greatest receivers ever and just his image as well. <laughs> Man, it could be playoffs or bust this year for Arizona. 
So, I guess I'll end this episode here. I don't know what I'll have planned in mind for the next couple podcasts. Probably have ideas for, like, my favorite TV shows ever. Uh, Maybe talk about specific game series that I like. Or, you know, talk about specific games in a franchise that I am huge on. I mean, who knows? I mean... But I will but probably have ideas to, in order to keep the show going, in order to keep people interested, especially as there aren't there isn't much to look forward to in the midst of all this virus stuff. And you know, just let some of you know. I mean, stay healthy, wash your hands, don't touch your face, make sure you are protecting yourself. Have a side of caution. You don't need to go to a restaurant to eat. You can make your own food at home in the safety of your own property. Make sure things go okay. As far as your entertainment goes, there's always podcasts here. So, with that, I shall end episode 31 of Geeks and Jacks. We'll definitely have uh, backup plans and made made in mind for for the next couple episodes like I said this is Ryan Sullivan and I hope to hear you listeners on the next podcast